Welcome to the Marvelous Middle Age Podcast, where we are building a community of women who are in the midst of midlife, sharing our stories, learning and laughing along the way. Each week, I'll have a guest join me to discuss a topic that impacts our lives and touches on some aspect of midlife. We'll discuss relationships, transitions, health and well-being, parenting, careers, and more. Our goal is to encourage and support you and help you thrive as you navigate this adventure of midlife. Join me here each week for the Marvelous Middle Age Podcast. Welcome to the Marvelous Middle Age Podcast. My name is Nicole Stute, and I am going to be the host for the podcast. I am so excited that you are joining me on what is the very first episode of this podcast. This is something that has been on my heart for a while to do, and I'm so glad that you're joining me. Today, I thought it would be a great idea for me to introduce myself a little bit so you can learn a little bit more about who I am, what I'm up to, about my family, and why I decided to start a podcast. So to do that, I have asked my husband of almost 18 years, Dan, to be my co-host today. He is going to ask me some questions so that you can all get to know me a little bit better, a little bit about my background personally, professionally, and what you can expect from this podcast. As you can probably guess, this podcast is going to be focused on people who are in the middle stage of life, midlife, middle age, whatever you want to call it. And so uh, if that is you, then you are at the right place. And I'm so glad that you have chosen to join me on this journey. Uh, so I'm excited, Dan, that you are here with me. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to be my co-host and interview me a little bit today. You are very welcome. I am thrilled that you asked me to join. Great. Well, that's a good thing, I suppose, huh? That you're glad to be here. Uh, so again, with this podcast, I have been considering doing a podcast for a while. And I know that many of you listening are probably going to be people that I know, but many of you may not know who I am. So Dan, go ahead and take it away. Uh, ask me anything and everything so that everyone can get to know me a little bit better and what I'm up to. Okay. Um, let's go ahead. Well, let's start from the beginning. Where did you grow up? Tell us about your family, childhood and growing up. Yeah. So I grew up in Monticello, Iowa, which is a small town in East Central Iowa and uh, lived there until I was about 20 years old. Uh, my family is a family of business owners and entrepreneurs. My uh, Both my grandparents started businesses in Monticello, and our families worked for those businesses. Uh, my uncles and my dad worked for our family's feed company. My mom worked there for a while. Uh, and then my, my grandmother, my mom's mom, owned, uh, she started a business called the Century House. It was a gift shop. Uh, there. And so that's kind of how our family kind of started out in Monticello. And, and we lived in Monticello and I'm the oldest of three children. I have a sister, Megan, who is going to be on a guest on the podcast. Uh, she's about three years and eight months younger than me. 
Then I have a brother, Michael, who is 10 years younger than me. He was kind of the little uh, little surprise there. Weren't planning for him. Uh, my sister and I thought we were getting a dog. My parents said they had an announcement or a, a surprise for us. And we were all excited. We thought we were getting a puppy. And they announced that they were having another baby. And we were disappointed. But I have to say, my brother Michael is a great guy. And of course, we're very happy that he's in our family. So little disappointment. But at, you know, when we first found out he was joining the family, but we got over it pretty quickly. Uh, but yeah, raised uh, in Monticello, class of 1992, go Panthers. Shout out to anyone from the class of 92 who might be listening to this podcast. Um, and yeah, I grew up there. Uh, I was really active in uh, choir. I sang a lot throughout high school. I was in plays, musicals. I was in band. I was in a lot of kind of the fine arts activities, extra extracurricular activities growing up. I was not an athlete. Um, I didn't get that gene in my DNA. So I, but I was into fine arts um, and I liked school. I think overall I had a, a great friend group. Uh, we were all really close and I liked school overall. I was a decent student, uh, but yeah, grew up there and then uh, moved out when I was 20 and um, went on to college and just started working. Um, I have an undergraduate degree from Mount Mercy University, and I got my MBA from Nova Southeastern University. And I've primarily, um, you know, lived then in, in Marion and Cedar Rapids since then. So but Monticello is where I'm born and raised. Uh, growing up was, as a, as a little child, my fondest memories are holidays, birthdays. Uh, my grandparents owned a farm in Monticello, and they had an in-ground pool on the farm. And some of my best memories growing up are going out to the farm and going swimming with my cousins, Jason and Jared. And Jacob came along later and... We would go out and eat and swim and have so much fun. Every 4th of July, my Uncle Joe would do a fireworks show. We just had so much fun out there in the summers swimming. I learned to swim out there. My grandma taught me to swim. Um, and I just, you know, reflecting back, what a blessing that was for our family to have that pool and that, that family time out there. Also, Christmases out on the farm were always so much fun. I have such incredible memories of going out to the farm and, you know, this was back in the eighties when I was a little kid and, you know, just tons of presents and food and family and fun. And those are just cherished memories that I'll always have. We also traveled a lot. My grandparents had a condo in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, and I really almost kind of consider Jacksonville like a second home because we would go there almost annually when I was younger, we would go down and spend just an inordinate amount of time down there. Sometimes we'd even go for as long as a month and just vacation and such, again, incredible family memories going to Jacksonville and St. Augustine and Ponte Vedra. Um, that was just so much fun. We had a great time. So I have great memories of growing up uh, in Monticello and then traveling. Um, we still have family in Jacksonville. Uh, my cousin Tracy and her husband Rolando and their family still live there. And we were in St. Augustine and Jacksonville not too long ago on a vacation. So that was really fun to get to go down there and see them. But uh, yeah, that's kind of what I remember and, and growing up and, and family.
That sounded wonderful. That sounded like the all-American childhood. Were you close close with your sister? Oh, yeah. I'm very close to my entire family. Uh, We're a pretty close family. It's very rare that, especially with my sister, um, that we don't talk or at least like voice message daily. (laughs) I see my dad because we all kind of work together. My sister owns um, some businesses and we all work together now. So um, we... (laughs) We talk almost daily. We're super close. I hear you voice message every day. Yeah. We we message, we talk, or I see them. So we're incredibly, incredibly close. Um, Sadly, my mom passed away about five years ago. It'll be five years in December. And, um, you know, my mom was really the glue of our family. She was such an incredible person, so kind, so giving. She was always putting other people first. Um, So I would say that, you know, that has probably been when it's been the hardest thing I've ever been through in my life was when she was sick. Um, unfortunately, she had a stage four cancer diagnosis and was ill for quite a while with that and then passed away. And um, that's just, you know, it's just something that you you don't ever completely, you know, get closure from. Not that closure is, is not really a thing, I don't think, but you learn to live with the grief. And now I can talk about her in terms of all of the good memories and not get as sad as I used to. Um, But she was the glue of the family. And when I think about my childhood, I think about all the things that she used to do to make things so special for us growing up, birthdays and and holidays and things like that. She loved Christmas. She loved decorating, um, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So losing her was really, really hard. Um, and definitely there is, I think when we all are together, which is quite often, and I love that about our family, there's always kind of that missing person, right? She's not there. And, uh, now though, I think we can, can share good memories and, you know, laugh about all the fun times that we had together. Um, but that's definitely, you know, talking about closeness of our family, I think her passing, you know, not that we weren't already close before that because we were, we, it brought us even closer together going through that, um, as a family, all of us, my sister and her husband and, and kids and, you know, my dad, my brother and you and our son, um, you know, it just brought us really super close together. So. Yeah. Uh, yes. I was around for 19 years and she was very close to me. I felt close to her. Yeah. Yeah. We miss her. We miss her a lot. But again, she would not have wanted us to be sad uh, about that. She would want us to move on and and remember the good times and that sort of thing. So if you're someone out there who's grieving a loss, um, just know that I've been through that and it's hard. And uh, we will have some episodes coming up talking a little bit about grief. So stay tuned for that. Okay. How about your family now? Family now. Well, it's you. Me. <laughs> we will be married for 18 years in March. So it's coming up. Together for 20. Yeah. And we have a son who is 16. He will be 17 soon. So I can't believe it. I can't believe that we have a child who is driving, who is almost out of high school. We're talking about post-high school plans already for him. Yep. Uh, 
So he thinks he's 35. Yeah, he's he thinks he could just be on his own and ready to go. I don't know about that. But mm-hmm. um, so that is, you know, uh, obviously my immediate family now. Of course, I still have the rest of my family with, you know, not mom, obviously, she's not here with us, but um, everybody else is is still doing great. And uh, one thing I think that makes our family kind of unique is our son uh, is neurodivergent. So he is on the autism spectrum and has ADHD. So if you are a parent or a grandparent or you know someone who has a child who uh, is on the spectrum or has ADHD or... Uh, any kind of neurodivergence know that I live in that world every single day and there will be episodes to come on that as well on the podcast because it's something I'm super passionate about. Um, but we, I feel like have a lot of really good supports for him through the, our school system, through the community. Um, of course, never as much as you want, but I feel like, you know, for what we need for the most part, it's, we, we have that. Um, but yeah, that's our family. And, uh, we also have a cat, Dwight. We adopted Dwight, uh, a few months ago, probably six months ago, I would say maybe or so March, whatever that was. Yeah, yep. And so he is something else. Uh, he is the definition I feel like of what a cat is. They're cute and cuddly one minute and a psychopath the next. <laughs> and he, but I feel like he's really been a great addition to our family. He definitely makes us laugh with his antics and, I know that our son just loves him and loves having him. And so do you. And so do I. And he's just, he's just something. He's a stinker for sure. So what do you do professionally? So I have actually been working from home for the last seven years. My, the majority of my professional background prior to that was in human resources related roles. I've worked for a couple large employers in the area over the years. And then I had the opportunity in 2016 when my sister built her first wedding venue in Cedar Rapids to work from home full time. And it was a leap of faith, I think, on your part, because I went from having kind of a secure salaried position with benefits to something, you know, that did not pay as much with no benefits, but it had been a prayer of mine for, I think Nathan was nine years old at the time. I had wanted to find a way to have more flexibility and freedom in my schedule and to be working at home. And I just hadn't been successful in figuring that out. So when she opened her venue and was like, I'm going to need help with this, running this, getting everything, you know, together and running the venue, you know, I can't pay you a lot, but I will, you know, you can work from home. You can do all this work from home. I was like, sign me up. When, when do I start? And it has honestly been such an incredible blessing. Um, she opened her second venue in 2020. And then she also comes in and Ellis uh, and has her own podcast, the Anna Ellis podcast. If you're looking, if you're in the wedding industry or you're a business owner, I would highly recommend you check it out. She and her business partner, Riley Mullane, um, Riley also produces this podcast. Um, they have that podcast. And uh, so I work for her. And then in 2017, uh, I needed to supplement my income a little bit. So I ended up contracting with an agency and I have a client out in California that I've been supporting now for uh, since 2017. 
And that, again, has been such an incredible blessing in my life. They are wonderful people. Uh, It's been just amazing being able to work with them and support them and do work with them. And it's been a great, you know, addition to just financially being able to stay working at home all this time. Um, Having that freedom, that flexibility in my schedule has been great in terms of, um, you know, our son, in terms of appointments and things I needed to do for him. Also, when my mom was ill, I was able to be with her more than I would have been able to had I been working, you know, outside the home at a company. I felt like I had a lot of flexibility to go to appointments with her, to go to her chemotherapy treatments with her, to be with her, you know, at different times during the day when normally I would have been, you know, sitting in an office. So it has been such a blessing for me to be able to work, you know, virtually and honestly, I'd been working, you know, remotely, virtually for four years when the pandemic hit. So for me, that was not a huge change, which I feel, again, was such a blessing because I was able to really quickly adapt to that. Whereas a lot of people working had to hurt, like figure solutions out quickly. I was like, well, I'm, I've been working, you know, from home for four years. It was like nothing changed for me, which was really nice. It was one less stressful thing about that time for me. I didn't have to worry about that. And then because our son was doing remote school, like I was able to be here with him and help him with that and signing into the computer and, you know, all of that. I didn't have to figure out childcare. I didn't have to figure out how in the world we were going to do that because you were at home, I think for a little bit, but then eventually you had to go back to work. So, you know, me being home, it was just an incredible blessing. And so that's what I'm doing right now professionally. And Again, I love it. I love what I do. I get to work with great people. And again, that freedom and flexibility I have in my schedule is just, there's just no way to put a price tag on that for me. I would agree. Yeah. Um, Okay. So you've got two part-time jobs. You've got a child, a husband. What do you, do you have free? Yeah. I mean, you got free time a little bit. A little bit of free time. What do you do with your free time? Yeah. So one of the things that I do Uh, is we uh, have been going to the same church now for about 11 years, I think, 11 years, 12 years. And in 2017, um, I approached our then senior pastor about our church being a host church for an event called Night to Shine, which is a prom style event sponsored by the Tim Tebow Foundation that is for people with disabilities ages 14 and up. And I went to him with this big, huge proposal of what I was you know, wanting to do and why we should be a host church and how awesome it would be and all of this. And I had slides, I had information, I had statistics. And I said to him, like, we should do this. And here's what it is. And he's like, okay, yeah, let's do this. And I'm like, you didn't let me go through all my presentation. I have like 20 slides of why we should be a host church for Night to Shine. And he was like, no, I don't know. This sounds great. I think we should absolutely do it. Let's do it. So We were approved to be a host church, and uh, in February of 2024, it will be our seventh year hosting Night to Shine. Uh, Two years of that were virtual because of the pandemic, but we've hosted it in person five times. And I have a great planning team. I have an amazing group of volunteers that volunteer every year. We have tons of guests and their families that come. Uh, We're actually in the midst of planning right now. Uh, registering guests and and volunteers for that event. So it is something that is near and dear to my heart. It is a labor of love because I'm not going to lie. It's a lot of work, but 
that night when you see the guests, our kings and queens of the prom, their family members, the volunteers that help out, it's just like I can't even explain what that night is like. You just see God's love uh, radiating throughout that that space. Uh, we have a, a really big church building, so it holds, it's got all the space we need to do it. And it's just an amazing night. It's so fun. It's just a big party. We And we get so many things donated for Night to Shine. I can't even tell you all the amazing vendors and professionals that devote their products and services to that event. Uh, it's just absolutely amazing. And being the parent of a child with disabilities, it just makes me encouraged to see how many people are willing to take time out to to shower love uh, and 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 give their time, right, to to share with those in our community that um, that have special needs. So it's that's something that I love to do. I am an avid podcast listener. I've been listening to podcasts for a long time. That's something I love to do in my free time. Uh, primarily, my favorite genre of podcast is true crime. I love true crime podcasts. I've always loved shows like. Dateline and 48 Hours and 2020. And so when podcasts became a thing and I started listening to true crime podcasts, um, I've, I've listened to so many, I can't even tell you. I'd have to do a completely separate episode to talk about all the true crime podcasts that I've listened to, but that is something I love to do. Uh, my favorite podcast, though, is actually called The Big Boo Cast. Uh, and I, well, I should say that also my other co favorite, of course, is my sister's podcast, Anna Nellis Podcast. Um, I've been on her podcast, which is super fun, and I hope to be on it again. But um, the Big Boo Cast is one I always look forward to. The Anna Nellis podcast is one I look forward to. So check those out. Uh, but I love listening to podcasts. I listen to them while I'm working, when I'm in the car, um, that kind of thing. So those are two things that I really enjoy. Also, of course, probably the thing I enjoy the most is spending time with my family. Uh, we enjoy, you and I enjoy watching football together, college football, pro football. Uh, we enjoy that quite a bit. Um, that usually consumes a lot of Saturdays and Sundays in the fall. Um, we just, I think, enjoy each other's company. I mean, it's just the three of us. So we have one child and we love, you know, hanging out together. Although I would say with a, with a teenager, I, I would say we're maybe not, you know, his go-to people to hang out with anymore. <laughs> we used to be. Yeah, not anymore. We used yeah. to be cool, but now, you know, not so much. But, um, yeah, love family time, love hanging out with family, spending time with family. Um, but, yeah, that pretty much rounds out any free time that I have. Yeah, I would say, and, and it's not a lot of free time because of everything you do. So on top of all that, you think, hey, I listen to a lot of podcasts. I bet I could do one of these. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. No, I, so how all of this kind of started in terms of me wanting to start a podcast. Yeah, I have listened to podcasts for years. I love, I love the medium to communicate information, to share stories, to learn, to laugh, to be entertained. Um, but I, I never really crossed my mind that I could do a podcast until I was on one. So Two years ago, I was on a podcast called Adventures in Autism, and it's not around anymore, um, but I used to listen to it, um, and I was invited to be a guest on the podcast to kind of share our family's journey with 
Nathan's autism diagnosis and all of that. And I really enjoy the experience of being on the podcast. Well, fast forward a little bit. And I was, uh, I listen, also listened to a podcast called the happy hour with Jamie Ivy. Uh, she has been podcasting for years and she used to have, it doesn't exist anymore, but she, she created a podcasting course that literally told you from start to finish how to start a podcast. Everything from coming up with an idea for a podcast, naming the podcast, all the technology of how to do a podcast, how to edit it, how to, I mean, just everything a person would need to know, recommendations for different equipment to get, the whole thing. And so she was advertising that she was doing this podcasting course and I just bought it. I bought it. I didn't even think I just purchased it because I think somewhere in the back of my mind, I thought, I think I would want to do this someday. Well, fast forward eight months from that. And I still hadn't actually done the course. It was like a self-paced video course. And I finally started doing the modules and I was a little bit intimidated because I thought, oh, this is going to be harder than I think it's going to. There's no way I'm going to be able to do this. But as I was working through the modules, the way they presented the information, it just was like affirming for me that I could do this. If I wanted to start a podcast, I could do this. And so I had finished the course and I talked to my sister because at that point she and Riley were doing their podcast. I had been a guest on their podcast also. And I said, I put it out into the world. I don't think I had even said anything to anyone. I messaged her one day and because I was thinking about what would I do a podcast about, why, you know, and she was like, you should totally do it. She was like, absolutely, you should do it. Then I posted this podcasting course came along with kind of a community message board that you could put information out there or ask questions of the other people who had purchased the course. And I put it out there. I put it out there as far as what I was thinking about doing a podcast about being in midlife, what I was thinking about calling it. Anybody have any ideas of topics? Cause I already had kind of a short list of topics I wanted to cover. And I was just looking for feedback and this amazing woman, Candace Frazier, shout out to Candace Frazier. She is a licensed therapist and I have been on her podcast, the couch next door. It's another podcast you need to check out. It's amazing. The couch next door. If you're not following that one, you need to need to go follow that one and listen as well. Uh, but I was, I was communicating with her on this message board and she just gave me such great feedback, ideas for topics. And she asked me if I would want to be on her podcast and then I would have her on mine. And I think I suggested that she didn't ask me, she asked me to be on hers and I was like, well, yeah, and then you can be on mine and wouldn't that be fun? So it was just her encouragement, my sister's encouragement uh, that really kind of affirmed like, yes, I can, I can do this. And I decide I, the reason why I wanted to do it is because I feel like in midlife, and I don't know if this is true for guys so much as it is for women, but I feel like when you hit middle age and by middle age, I mean, 40 and up, I guess is kind of what I think of when I think of middle age. I think you start to feel a little bit invisible I think there are a lot of transitions and change that happens in middle age that we don't talk about. And that's things like children, you know, growing up and leaving the house, um, health changes, menopause, uh, grief, caregiving for aging parents uh, or aging partners, 
there's just a lot of transition and change that that happens. Uh, there's career changes, right? People are facing retirement or late career kinds of things. There's just so much that we're faced with in middle age. And I wasn't really seeing a lot of content out there about it. And I know there's content now. I've been researching and and following a lot of, of creators and influencers in this space. So there is content out there. But I thought I I have something to add to this. I feel like there's conversations that need to be had. And I know the power of sharing our stories. I know that when we share our stories and we're vulnerable with people that there's power in that and that there's always somebody out there that could be listening that needs to hear what you have to say or what a guest would have to say in their story. So that's why I wanted to do it. And it's been so much fun so far. I'm recording episodes now and it just feels so natural to me and I'm enjoying it so much. It's been so much fun so far. I can't wait to see kind of how it evolves and and all of that. So that's why I decided to to start this. It's natural because you love to talk and you have a True. lot to talk about. <laughs> I'm a verbal a processor. Yeah, yeah. That's why <laughs> you don't hear me very much in uh, on this. So you want to call this the Marvelous Middle Age podcast. podcast right. What can listeners expect from this podcast? Well, uh, the plan is to release in January of 2024. I don't have, um, as if you're listening to this, I guess this is it. This is the first episode. So you're hearing it. So this yep. is the date it came out. So, <laughs> um, but Success. right. Yay. Uh, but yeah, releasing and, uh, there will be weekly episodes. So right now my plan is to release episodes once a week. Right now the plan is for Monday, but uh, it will be a weekly release. And initially the first season is going to cover a variety of topics. We're going to talk about everything from uh, business ownership, entrepreneurship. We're going to talk about career transitions. We're going to talk about being single in middle age, post-divorce. We're going to talk about grief. We're going to talk about uh, life after the, the death of a spouse. Uh, we're going to talk about parenting neurodivergent kids. Um, we're going to talk about how we can take care of ourselves uh, in midlife when it comes to mental health, physical health, um, yeah, it's going to be kind of a variety of things this first season, and we'll see what folks resonate with, what they enjoy hearing about the most. I have some absolutely amazing guests lined up, and I cannot wait for them to have the opportunity to share their stories with people uh, and with our listeners. I just, I can't wait. It's It's going to be awesome. So uh, again, you can expect weekly episodes on a variety of topics the first season, and uh, I just I can't wait for everyone to listen and to weigh in on what they enjoyed listening to. And I really hope that what we cover resonates and that people find something, even if the topic doesn't directly apply to them, they might know someone that it does apply to and they can share the episode with them uh, so that they can can listen 
but yeah, that's what, what, that's what's coming up anyway. So I'm excited about it. Okay. So at this stage of your life, middle age is what you're calling it. Mm -hmm. What is the best thing about this stage of your life? What, what do you feel is the best thing about it? For me, the best thing about being at this middle age, midlife, whatever you want to, however you want to phrase it, is I feel like for really the first time I know who I want to spend my time with and what I want to spend my time doing. And I'm cutting out all the extraneous activities that I felt like I used to have to do to make other people happy. I feel like I'm doing what God has called me to do in my life and that I have a purpose and I know what that is now and everything else is just noise. So, you know, took a long time to get here, but I feel like, I feel like that's where I am. And that's been one of the greatest things about being this age is, is getting clarity on that. And so I, I love that. I think I spent a lot of my 20s and even into my 30s just trying to make so many other people happy and to not really doing exactly what I felt like I was called to do. Um, and so now I feel like that's where I am. And I've, I've realized that and I love that about being this age. So, okay, uh, piggybacking off of that, what would you, if you could tell yourself in your 20s or 30s, what would you tell yourself about this stage of life? I would tell myself, if I could go back 20 years, 15 years, I would say that you don't have to do it all. You don't have to think that you have to do everything. That you need to do Determine where God is calling you, pray about it, and do that. <laughs> Don't I think I feel like I wasted a lot of time in my 20s doing things that I thought other people wanted me to do. And I wish I would have realized sooner that I didn't have to do that, that it that it matters where, where God is calling me, and that's it. And that's what I feel like I know now. I have that pe more of that peace now. Um, so that's what I would tell myself. You know, don't, don't focus so much on making everybody else happy. Make, you know, do, do what you feel God is calling you to do and leave it at that and know that being this age, you know, I think when you're in your 20s, you think of being this age as being old and it's not. I'm, I love this stage and I love where I'm at and, um, yeah. So that's what I would tell myself at that age. Well, thank you so much for Dan, for being my co-host today and helping everybody get to know me a little bit better. You know where I'm coming from, you know where my heart is, what's important to me. I thought that was something that was important for me as the host of the podcast was for people to know who they're listening to and why they might want to continue to listen. So I hope we got that across today. So thanks I've, for being here. Absolutely. Yeah. You want that in your introductory episode. Yeah, I think so. I think I do. Well, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in to this very first inaugural episode of the Marvelous Middle Age podcast. Be sure to follow the show so it can uh, pop up in your podcast feed every week. Uh, if you like what you're hearing on our episodes, you know, 
we'd really appreciate a five-star review, a rating, uh, or a review on the podcast platform that you're listening on. And again, stay tuned. We've got so many great, uh, folks coming on to share their stories about being in this uh, marvelous middle stage of life. If you are enjoying the podcast, please follow the show to make sure the latest episode is on your podcast feed each week. I would greatly appreciate a rating and a five-star review on the podcast platform you're listening on. It helps others to find the show. If there are topics you'd like to have discussed on the show, please email me at the Marvelous Middle Age Podcast at gmail.com. The Marvelous Middle Age Podcast is produced by Riley Mullane and is part of the Ananellis Studios Network.